Matthew Kachuk has returned to form since late December, earning him another star of the week. We discuss his on-ice production per 60 minutes and ask the question, is Anton Lindell going to be used as a trade piece for the upcoming deadline? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, February 20th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. If you follow me on X at Monoman12, follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everyday who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit fandu.com slash locked on to get started. So Florida Panther fans, this is another episode with various topics uh, connected to this one as Panthers are winning. The trade deadline is coming up. This team is a contender, which we like to hear. And, you know, uh, still very well in control of their destiny with, even though the Boston Bruins won in a shootout on Monday against the Dallas Stars, still very much in control for the top of the Eastern Conference. And don't look now, but the Vancouver Canucks lost 10-7 to against the Minnesota Wild, which makes the Panthers four points behind the Canucks with two games in hand for the top spot in the NHL. So I know those people who don't want the Panthers to win the President's Trophy are sweating right now as when they hear that part as far as that. But as far as the Florida Panthers side of things and the world of the Florida Panthers as far as news, uh, Matthew Kachuk has been named third star of the week. Another star of the week, his second one in the last few weeks, the last one coming right before the All-Star break. And the elite company that he's in with Connor McDavid with 10 assists in three games as the second star. And Austin Matthews, who scored again on Monday against the St. Louis Blues. And I spoke about this on X, talking about how the fact that Reinhardt is not going to win the Rocket Richard race could put the leverage into Bill Zito's hands. And with the scoring pace that Reinhardt is currently on, which is incredible, it's high 50s, low low 60s, you know, it doesn't give Reinhardt as much negotiating power when it comes to the, his upcoming negotiation uh, this summer. And who knows, we could very much well see one right at the trade deadline as well. He, he could sign at any moment, but it looks like that it's going to be a patient approach from Reinhardt, so don't expect anything as far as pen to paper, as far as that. But going in into Matthew Kachuk, third star, eight points in three games, and just the impact that he's had since we've talked about the points since December 23rd, uh, which was a matinee game against the Vegas Golden Knights. But since December 29th, this is something that Bleacher Report uh, tweeted, which in 21 games, 15 goals, 
25 assists and 21 of those 25 assists are primary and where and the biggest difference as far as what Matthew Kachuk has done on the ice is the the amount of goals that he's been not necessarily responsible for but on the ice for during that stretch the Florida Panthers have scored 85 goals and Kachuk has been on the ice for 53 of them and if you're wondering where his points stand as far as as that stretch, 40 points in that in that stretch. So even those 13 goals that he doesn't touch the puck, when he's on the ice, he's making an impact, whether it's screens out in front, battling on battling in in the corners on on battles, getting the puck down low and distributing it back up high, even if it results in a shot from the point and a few bodies going around he's still making an impact on the play. And let, let's put this into more perspective as far as what Bleacher Report posted the other um, just the other day, as in Monday, as far as that. The 53 goals and the amount of minutes that Matthew Kachuk is doing this into, 384 minutes. And to do your calculation, if you're if you, I already did it for you, the Matthew Kachuk is playing 18 minutes per game and the goals, the goals per 60 in those 18 minutes is 8.3 goals per 60 minutes. Just reading that out loud when I first read it and now repeating this on this podcast, I can't believe the words I'm uttering out loud about the impact that Matthew Kachuk has had in, in, in the last month and a half now now it's approaching a month and a half now and he just keeps scoring he just keeps going and keeps finding the open teammate as well like i said 21 of those 25 assists are primary and let's not forget that matthew kachuk logs a whole bunch of minutes as far as special teams as far as power play especially mostly on um could spend time on both units as well doesn't does um is third as far as forwards as time on ice because he doesn't play as much penalty kill as Reinhardt and Barkov, but still very much up there. So the eight point three goals per sixty. Okay, that's a full sixty minute game if he were to play and and not come out of uh, of the ice at all for a single line shift as well. So what does the 8.3 goals look like as far as his 18 minutes per game impact? And I did I also did this math for you guys as well. And his impact while on the ice, not necessarily point-wise, but on the ice since December 29th is 2.53 goals in those 18 minutes in this 21 game stretch. So in the last 21, at least 18 of those minutes, you're getting 2.53 goals somewhere in that almost two-thirds stretch on the ice. And with incredible, too, with where the Panthers' goaltending stands as well, along with that, because the Panthers are doing that thing again where... They're getting the timely goaltending, kill, um, killing off penalties. We kind of saw that uh, after round one where they really were into their structure 
as far as defense and special teams. And we're really starting to see, and we start started to see that really from late December on. And Sergey Bobrovsky, in his last six starts, two goals or less in all of them, including one of them with a shutout. So you're getting this from Chucky. Reinhardt is scoring at will on the power play and in all situations. He leads the team in shorthanded goals too. So let, let's not forget that. And at least 2.53 goals in Kachuk's 18 minutes on the ice that he impacts too. So it just goes to show more about the tear and the heater that the Florida Panthers are have been on since the latter part of 2023 all the way to where they are right now, which is one point behind the Boston Bruins for the top of the Atlantic with a game in hand. So Matthew Kachuk, man, it, it's, it feels like that something has just unleashed out of this guy. And like Paul Maurice has spoken about so many times, his defensive game has gotten better. He's not cheating the game for offense as well. So that when you see explosions like this, that it's something that you can appreciate. But also, it's a reminder of the to the hockey world that he is a a top ten, maybe even top five impact player in in the NHL. And the fact that the Panthers have two of them, if if you're including Barkov in this on their lineup, when he gets going scoring wise as far as goals, man, watch out for this Florida Panthers team. <laughs> I mean, people are already watching out for them as well, but how much more dangerous can they actually get if Barkov is getting more involved in, in the offense? We see it with Kachuk. Uh, we see it with Reinhardt. But what there, there could be another gear for the Florida Panthers to hit, and that's what makes them ultra, ultra dangerous. But in segment number two, we are going to discuss more about the rumor mill as far as the trades. Uh, coming up for the deadline and what is out there once again for the Florida Panthers. We're going to talk about the latest name for the Panthers and what other names there could be out there. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And... Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your first bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Once again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on at FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and it's also now available on Amazon Fire TV with the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the Fire TV channels app. Back on this Tuesday, February 20th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast 
your first listen of the day here on a Tuesday. So, by the way, uh, the the Florida Panthers held their Cats and Cocktails fundraiser at the Fort Lauderdale Yacht Club, which was an invite only on Sunday to corporate uh, sponsors and premium season ticket holders. As far as the impact, as far as the donations from 2022 to 2023, a 59% increase from 2022 to 2023. So I want, I'm wondering what the final numbers would be after uh, this one. And donations are used for veteran affairs, growing the game of hockey, children's health and education, and raising awareness for endangered the endangered species, as we know, is the Florida Panther here in our region. But also, they the Panthers will be holding a clothing drive on Tuesday, right before their game against the Ottawa Senators with the Chapman Partnership from seven to seven um, five to seven thirty, excuse me, in the Publix Plaza, right in front of the arena. So let's go right into the trade board. Uh, and what's the what's the latest as far as the rumor mill? So Jimmy Murphy, who writes for Boston Hockey Now. Uh, has spoken about how tweeted that the Florida Panthers are really in on Noah Hannafin. And this was a name that a lot of people thought that the Tampa Bay Lightning could be in on based on the open up opening up of the cap space for Mikhail Sergachev now that he's out for the season. Plus, 32 Thoughts also spoke about this as well, that even though... One thing that Boston, Toronto, Florida, and Tampa Bay have is they're not asset rich, but they could be player rich as far as what they're willing to give up as Tampa Bay has a lot of guys who they signed to long-term extensions after winning the cup as well. Toronto is locked up in forwards and don't have really de- a lot of depth outside of that, especially on the blue line. Not, 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 And they're looking for blue line help too. So they could be on um, in on Hannafin as well. Noah Hannafin is from Boston. He has voiced that he's wanted to play in the U.S. And Elliot Friedman spoke about how Lundell, Anton Lundell, has been thrown around in rumors uh, this year as well. But let's ask ourselves, does it make sense for you to trade your center uh, for defense when your biggest need is depth scoring? The question is, what's coming back in that trade? Is there going to be some forward depth with it? And more importantly, can you fit it under the cap as well? Because the Panthers are going to have to find a way to get Hannafin's salary under the cap, plus trying to replace Lundell's production if they do, in fact, decide to trade him. And this is a thing for the Cats. They can't, with with where they are in their record, as far as that top points percentage in the East, one point exactly back with a game in hand, you can't punt on this season. You can't. By the way, I forgot to congratulate Anton Lindell the other day on point number 100. Got his first point against the Tampa Bay Lightning in Amelie Arena and then gets point number 100 in Amelie Arena as well. So, but, again, what's the insurance for third line depth? The, the, the thing is, if you make that trade for Noah Hannafin, which Jimmy Murphy said that the plan would be to extend him, that is your Montour insurance and possibly Forsling insurance as well. Because I do think, you know, I can't speak for Bill Zito. If I were to guess, I think I think Sam Reinhart is priority number one, as he should be. Even if he regresses back to the mean of where, where he was before this season, you're still getting a high 30s um, as far as goal scoring as well. And that is worth it if you were to pay 
uh, Sam Reinhardt. But what 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 are you going to replace Lundell with if you were to bring Hannafin in? As far as that, are you are you willing to risk an older veteran on that on that third line? And this also sends a message that you are sure that Sam Bennett could be here for a while more as, as well as his contract will be up the year after him and Carter Hagee's contract are up after the following season as well. Could it be a smokescreen? Could it be for another team to up their offer so they can be more quote unquote asset poor? I don't know what it, I don't know. I don't, I don't play that. I don't play the game that um, these front offices do to, possibly throw smoke screens out there because sometimes teams make trades not only to improve their roster, but to prevent other teams from getting them as well. And Boston's deep in the blue line as well, just like Florida. So I'm not sure if it makes sense to add. I think the Bruins are looking for center depth. Panthers are looking for winger depth as well. So the likelihood of uh, it being pulled off, very unlikely in my opinion. As far as that, as far as other guy, uh, uh, well, actually, before we move on, uh, no Hannafin. He logs 23 minutes a night uh, at 27, two years younger than Brandon Montour. And remember, when Bill Zito traded for Matthew Kachuk, he set the clock over as far as age compared to Huberto, which is why we said it at the time, extended their window. Three inches taller than Montour, 10 pounds heavier, plays on the top power play unit, and had a one, 129 block shots last year. Montour? In his season, in his single season record for defenseman with 70, 73 points, as far as block shots, 93. So you're adding more of what you already do well, as far as not allowing pucks to get on the on net and make it easier for your goaltender. Do the Panthers need more of that? I mean, more doesn't help, but at what cost as well? And Montour's career high in points before Paul Maurice was 37. Noah Hannafin's career high was 48 in 2002. Let's not forget also, I mean, Noah Hannafin was a top five pick uh, in the year that he got drafted, traded along with Elias Lindholm to Calgary as far as that Adam Fox and Dougie Hamilton to Carolina as well. But he is two years younger as well. And that that you could possibly reset some type of timeline as if you're willing to give him a long-term deal as well. And left-handed shot as well. You're taking away a right-handed shot and replacing it with a left as well. So right-handed defensemen are not easy to find as well. And you're also telling Hannafin that you are the replacement on the power play too. So, but at what cost? That's that's the big question that Bill Zito has to ask himself as well. Other players that are as part of uh, trade boards as far as that. Uh, Daily Faceoff put a best fit, most likely, and dark horse. One of them is 25-year-old Jacob Trickren, who we spoke about this years ago. We we haven't spoke about this in a long time, especially when Ottawa made the trade uh, for him. The best fit, most likely, and dark horse, the, the order for Jacob Trickren, who is under contract for one more year after this year. Florida's the best fit, most likely, is staying in Ottawa. Dark horse is Seattle. He's now in the third pair, but can still create opportunities on special teams as well and the chances are if the panthers were to trade for jacob trickran they would not get the same value uh that they would get when they originally traded for him the injury there has been a hit injury history there and it helps for the florida panthers side of things that his dad 
Jeff Chikrin is part of the Bally Sports uh, broadcast as well. So uh, that could be an incentive to that could be a way to motivate uh, the the move as well. Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, who scored uh, who scored on the night against the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, uh, best fit. Uh, Daily Faceoff said Florida, most likely Ottawa, and then Dark Horses Edmonton. He's plus thirteen on a team that is having a really bad season. Shooting two percent over his career average, and per his first per career, two point two five shots on goal per game. This year is like a quarter of a shot less, but still getting quality over quantity as uh, as far as as far as when he gets the puck on the net. Six six time thirty goal scorer can get in on the rush, can battle, is is really tough son of a gun as as well. So that could be also a target that the Florida Panthers could be could be looking for. Big opportunity and maybe something not necessarily expensive. Anthony declares on it. Uh, best fit is New York, according to Daily Faceoff, most likely uh, Florida, and then Dark Horse is the Rangers. And we've seen this movie with Anthony Declare before. So uh, the fact that he got only 15-plus games in Florida towards the tail end of the season after the trade deadline to – didn't really get an opportunity to get his game going. Maybe this could be a second chance in the, in a reunion with the Florida Panthers as well. He knows the system he, as well. So that's a really uh focal point as well when you're looking at it. And it, I don't need to look up his salary because I remember it from his contract in Florida. It's 3 million. So what, what it, you don't have to do too much, uh too much of retaining salary as far as the other side. In fact, you could possibly probably take the whole thing. And there will be no remaining uh, salary as well uh, for the Sharks in that one. So there is that possibility where you can get back that winger debt that you originally traded for because you wanted to trade, um, put uh, Evan Rodriguez as part of your cap and sign him for multiple years. Which at the time that move makes that move still makes sense as far as the Panthers. We're going and the Florida Panthers will be welcoming in the Ottawa Senators for their. Second of four matchups this season from Amherst Bank Arena as they will start four out of their next five games at home. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets for your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all in prices viewed from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know what you're getting, that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in just two taps. Game Time has deals right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last-minute tickets. Find exclusive flash deals, sponsored deal tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, comedy concerts, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section, and Game Time picks the seats. Download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Third and final segment here on this Tuesday, February 20th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Tuesday. So, Florida Panthers, Ottawa Senators, 
from Emirate Bank Arena, the second of four matchups. Uh, it's crazy because when you think about the recent history between these two teams, I mean, let's just go the last 10 games uh, for, for the Panthers and the Senators, 8-2-0. and And think about those two losses that the Florida Panthers have had against the Ottawa Senators in recent history. What happened in the, the first of those two losses? It was an 8-2 loss in in the 2021-2022 season. What happened? The Panthers, you know, won the President's Trophy that season, and they ended up getting the best record in the league as well after that. So they bounced back after that. And then the most recent one, which was in late March last season, where the Florida Panthers gave up multiple shorthanded goals, and then the very next night was that Paul Maurice rant on the bench in Toronto at, during a review, which that call got reversed. The Panthers ended up winning. Start of the six-game winning streak with the Lion King in net. And last is the Sunrise. A lot of physicality, too. Uh, a 7-2 Panthers win. Brady Kachuk ends up in the press box with Keith Kachuk after. And uh, we've uh, learned over the last few matchups that when it comes to Panthers and the Senators, not only have the Panthers blown them out, but have frustrated them, too. And just amount of misconduct, things after the whistle, and I guess you could say that Ottawa doesn't really take blowouts really well, as you can tell. Uh, as far as uh, their most recent game, which we're recording this at 11.45 p.m. on a Monday night, which weird to say that at this time there are no hockey games going on, uh, but it is President's Day, so I get it, <laughs> but still weird how can't check my phone and all the games are final uh, as far as that. But top line, uh, two goals from from Matthew Joseph, uh, former Lightning, and one by Timmy Stutzla. Anton Forsberg uh, starts in the front end of a back-to-back, so that means the Panthers are going to see uh, Jonas Corposalo uh, in between the pipes for the Ottawa Senators as well on on Tuesday night. So Panthers are catching them on the second end of a back-to-back. So last meeting, five nothing shutout victory by Sergei Bobrovsky, which we thought at I thought at the time it was the front end of a back-to-back where the Florida Panthers were going into Toronto on the next night. We thought it was going to be Stolarz in the net, and then they ended up switching it Switching it uh, as far as that. Uh, Panthers score the first three goals on the power play, two, um, two by Sam Reinhart, one by Bennett, and go perfect six for six. Let's not forget, that was a stretch where during those three games in the Eastern Canadian trip, Panthers go a perfect 18 for 18, which also means that the Panthers averaged six penalty um, penalties uh, during each of those three games. And... Thankfully, that's not a position that the Panthers are always in because you are you would just ask for trouble no matter how great your penalty kill is. Uh, but that's really what accelerated the Panthers' road penalty kill as far as being the best in the NHL. It's crazy. At the time, uh, DJ Smith was still the coach at the time for the Senators. Now he's an assistant with the Los Angeles Kings. And everybody in the game gets misconduct. That's That was that game. <laughs> as well memorable game very very memorable game but as far as the storylines and all that as far as the ottawa centers they just haven't they haven't been able to be in the news for good reasons as well and let's go back to them being stripped of a first round pick due to the carelessness of commu- uh, miscommunicating on Zidanov's contract when they got traded to the vegas golden knights shane pinto gets suspended for half the season for Things related to gambling, and while he's an RFA, the contract negotiations, so he has to take that one-year deal. As far as like, okay, let's revisit this back in the summer. Oh, they're 
they had a returning coach in Jacques Martin, former Florida Panthers coach, by the way, uh, back in, back be, behind the bench in Ottawa, which is still crazy to believe that Jacques Martin in three seasons, he made zero playoff. He had zero playoff appearances and still has the most uh, wins in Panthers history as a coach with 110. Just goes to show the poorest history that is uh, as far as coaching with the Florida Panthers, which, by the way, Palmer is, is at 78. So he would need 33 more game, more wins to break the Panthers' all-time record in coaching wins. Uh, so at, le- at the beginning of the next year, let, let's say that. Uh, also, last last, uh, last a few weeks ago, Ridley Gregg takes a slap shot on an empty net uh, and sticking it to Leaf fans it, at the Canadian Tire Center. And Morgan Riley cross-checks him right in the face, which I don't mind what Ridley Gregg did, but I also don't mind what Morgan Riley did as well. Too, just not up in the face. If you were to, if that never landed up high, this isn't even a conversation. You're just, it's just a scuffle talking about the unwritten rules, blah blah blah, as well. <laughs> as far as that, uh, and injuries as well. Uh, Thomas Shabbat has only played 29 games. Josh Norris, he was out a lot of last season, but still hasn't played every single game as well. And Keith Kachuk. He spoke about the comments that he made last year with the Panthers and spoke about how Matthew uh, suspended him from any media appearances. But he says when it comes to the sense that his uh, he doesn't want to beat them while they're down. I have a little bit of a theory. And you guys can guess which perspective I'm coming from. Uh, if you got, And I'll tell you guys in a second. And maybe it's the whole when there are two siblings, especially um, boys, Sometimes the older brother does not get away with as much as the little brother does. There's less criticism. There's less consequences when they're growing up and more strict lessons for the older one. And for the younger one, you know, the, the, the older one is a little bit of a test subject. And then the older one uh, and the younger one, excuse me, now you got more experience from the older one. So when they make mistakes and things are going not going so well, you're more patient as well with with that and with them as well. So it raised an eyebrow why Keith Kachuk on TNT last week during the alter, alternate cast did not really lash out on the Senators, but he did with the Panthers. Maybe because the Panthers had expectations, maybe. Also, uh, not 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 not, not be, being honest about the state of the Senators as well. Uh, Matthew Kachuk spoke about how he loves playing Brady, but too bad they can't catch up because the uh, – the Sens are in action on Monday, but they will have a lot of family in attendance. And I know, I know there's that rule that the Kachucks, the family members, especially the mom, doesn't want them to fight. But for one, for but for once, I want to see it happen. <laughs> they were chirping at each other back and forth and back and forth as well. But what if they got into a what if they did get into a fight on, on the ice? It's it's not in, in their personal lives. Uh they're playing a game. So <laughs> I, I would and for entertainment purposes only. Not only them fighting, but do you remember? Do you guys remember that one song from the first Pokemon movie when the clones are fighting each other? And there's this one song. I'm gonna quote it. I'm not gonna sing it. it says, "Quote, brother, my brother, tell me what are we fighting for?" Close quote. And it's the part right before Ash Ketchum gets in front of Mewtwo to try to save the Pokemon and 
and, and all. And Pikachu starts crying uh, because he doesn't have his trainer anymore, <laughs> which that would be that would be awesome to see. <laughs> that would be awesome if that happened, plus that music for that song played. And by the way, if he didn't cry when Ash, Ash sacrificed himself and all the Pokemon used their tears to bring Ash back to life, <laughs> or even human. <laughs> as far as practice notes, um, Aaron Eckblad is back in practice uh, for the Panthers. Paul Murray said that he will he will be evaluated tomorrow, but he should be good to go. Kobe Guy did say that Kulikov was checked by a trainer, but there were no other reports saying as far as uh, the status of Kulikov. So he looks like he'll be good to go as, as well. And during practice today, uh, we saw Anthony Stolarz ripping some one-timers from the top of the circle with his goalie stick, left-handed too, as well. So pretty, pretty uh, cool as far as things that we saw as far as tweeted was in practice. Sergey Bobrovsky will be between the pipes. So it's Sergey Bobrovsky versus Jonas Corposalo on Tuesday night from Emirate Bank Arena. And get, get your popcorn because this could be another physical one as well if you know about the recent history between these two teams. On tomorrow's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, it is another edition of Winans Wednesday. Jacob Winans will be back uh, to recap Tuesday night's game between the Florida Panthers and the Ottawa Senators as the Florida Panthers play four out of their next five from Sunrise, Florida. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.